What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, October 19th. Here's what you missed while you were trying to figure out if your podcast app was broken or I just stopped doing the show. Okay, yeah, I've been gone for a while. Sorry about that, team. Have I mentioned the real job yet? Pretty sure I have. Hey, it's been busy. But enough about me, because it's been busy in the news, too. And the biggest news of last week, and falling into this week still, has to be about social media platforms and whether they censor conservative voices, or if you're on the left, whether they allow too much hate speech. Now, most of this centers around Twitter, since that's more of a soapbox platform than Facebook is, but since Facebook is getting larger and most Americans still get their news from the website, it falls into the group. As well. So, how did it start this time? Well, last week, the New York Post released an article claiming it was a smoking gun proof that the Biden family was corrupt. In this article, there were a bunch of scandalous photos of Hunter Biden, Joe's son, someone not running for office or involved in the campaign much at all, but there was one in particular of him passed out with what looks like a crack pipe in his mouth. Great look. There was also an email. Ah, yes, the emails. In this this email, it appears that a Ukrainian executive at Burisma, where Hunter was on the board, or it looks like he thanked Hunter for introducing him to his dad in D.C. back when his dad was still vice president, something that the Biden team has continuously denied ever took place. It wasn't on his schedule, so it wasn't an official meeting, they say. Okay, so what's the controversy? You know, the one with Twitter. Well, when Trump retweeted the article, it got flagged, and when the White House retweeted it, the White House account got blocked. So did the New York Post account. Facebook removed the post altogether. And immediately you would think, WTF? Just because it's against Biden they do this? Maybe. But they claim two things. One, this looks like hacked information and they don't allow hacked info on the platform, especially what happened after the Clinton emails hacking situation in 2016. Facebook, well, they claimed that it was just misleading information and wasn't properly vetted and could influence the election. And well, they're not really wrong there. I mean, I'll let Twitter user Dan Sloan explain the timeline to you and how it all came down in layman's terms. Quote, so just so I follow this story, Hunter Biden, who lives in Los Angeles, decides to fly three thousand miles across the country to drop off three macbook pros at a repair shop run by a blind guy who charges the insanely low price of 85 dollars he gets off the plane and drunk drives to the repair shop drops them off signs a contract for repair and then disappears. the repair shop owner recovers and reads hunter's private emails a few of which mention a possible meeting with his dad and is so alarmed he contacts the fbi the fbi arranges to pick up the hard drive but the computer repair shop owner takes a totally normal step of copying them first. Once he realizes the FBI isn't doing anything with them, he calls up the most credible ex-mayor on earth. Rudy Giuliani, and hands them the contents of these drives. Now, that totally credible ex-mayor sits on them for months, then chooses to release them three weeks before the election via the New York Post. The mainstream media asked to independently verify their validity, but said ex-mayor does what all people trying to prove facts do and ignores the request. Is this how stupid we are now? No one who does data recovery would read through thousands of personal emails, even if the computer is abandoned. You'd just wipe the drives clean and sell the computers used. If these emails were as alarming as it's being pushed, Giuliani wouldn't have sat on them for months. 
And if Giuliani wanted to prove their validity, he turned them over to forensic experts, end quote. Oh, yeah. Then over the weekend, Charlie Kirk's Twitter account got locked for spreading more misinformation regarding ballots being thrown out. And Scott Atlas got his account locked out and tweet deleted because he said that masks don't work. He's on the White House Rona task force. So, yeah, this is how stupid we are now. But social media is taking all the blame for dumbing us down. Remember the stimulus? Thought that was going to happen this year? Maybe. But before the election? Mm, possibly. I mean, Nancy Pelosi on Saturday gave the White House 48 hours to get something together if they want it done before November 3rd. And while the Trump administration has said more recently that they would be willing to get closer to the Democrats' numbers or maybe even surpass it, we're still not sure if a deal can be reached by the end of the day. Yeah, it has to get done by today. By the way, there's 15 days until the election. Yeah, 15. Quote, over the course of the last five days, Pelosi and Mnuchin have spent roughly three and a half hours on the phone in negotiation. Pelosi outlined five central areas where there remained significant disagreement. Those listed issues didn't even include things like unemployment insurance and liability protection. In other words, negotiators essentially have about a day to bridge divides that have existed since the start of these talks, end quote. And we're really talking about some specific words here, like whether the bill says money shall be spent in a specific way versus what the White House wants it to say money may be spent in a specific way which is a hell of a difference. Now, Trump says he wants to do a bigger number than what Pelosi wants, but he doesn't really know anything about these talks. He's not involved. He just gets briefed on them. So all he's really looking for is something to talk about on the campaign trail. He wouldn't even know where the money goes or comes from. And the other question, will Congress even approve these numbers? Mitch McConnell says the Senate would consider it, but that doesn't mean that they'd agree to it. I'll have an update on this tomorrow. Tired of 2020 yet? Well, the universe might be telling us something. Like, they're tired of it too. Or maybe not. Our favorite astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, made headlines this weekend when he let us know that an asteroid about the size of a Whirlpool refrigerator was hurtling towards the Earth and may possibly strike us, or just buzz cut us, on November 2nd, the day before the election. Perfect timing. But I mean, like, really? Do I really need this added stress in my life over something I have no control over? Well, NDT says it probably won't be a problem, and it may not even hit the Earth. It'll just pass us by, or maybe graze the atmosphere. There's actually only a 0.41% chance that it enters the atmosphere, and even then, it would probably just disintegrate upon impact. But we'd get some cool fireworks. And you know, the odds of winning the lottery are much smaller than that. Yep, people drop dollars on dollars on dollars daily for that chance, so who knows? But what we do know is that we'll either get a light show or we won't. But end of the earth? Not because of the universe. Not this time. Remember MTV, the channel, not the one filled with reality shows, the one that stood for music television. You know, they had video jockeys and dope musician interviews, and you always knew what was popular at the time because they would tell you. Then BET got in the mix with a few video shows, most famously 106 and Park. But that faded away when YouTube came about. Now you could just watch videos on demand, you know, the ones I want to watch. They call that lean forward. But if you're an old viejo like me, you don't know what's popping, and I don't trust the algorithm. 
algorithm. And sometimes I want to lean back. So I welcome the news that Apple is trying to do something about that. Today, they're launching Apple Music TV. It's a free human curated live stream of popular music videos that will, quote, also include exclusive new music videos and premieres, special curated music video blocks and live shows and events, as well as chart countdowns and guests, according to the announcement. And quote, you'll be able to find this on the Apple Music app or Apple TV app in the browse section or at apple.com slash Apple Music TV. Quote, on Thursday, October 22nd, it'll celebrate the upcoming release of Bruce Springsteen's Letter to You album with an all-day Bruce takeover. I remember when MTV used to do that. This will feature music video blocks of his most popular videos, an interview with Zane Lowe, and a special live stream fan event. It'll also have two exclusive video premieres on Friday at noon Eastern, Joji's 777 and St. John's Gorgeous. The channel will premiere new videos every Friday at noon. End quote. Pretty dope. I like seeing the company continue to expand in this music space and embrace the return of the music video. Maybe I can finally learn who this Joji impersonator is too. Inside joke. Well, the World Series of Baseball is officially set up. You know, I always found it weird that they call it the World Series when it's only American teams in Toronto, but that's besides the point. The LA Dodgers, or Los Doyers, will be facing the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, LA has been in the World Series three out of the last four years, the last time in 2018, and they're looking to secure their seventh World Series title, while Tampa is looking for a franchise first. This will be their second time in the World Series. They haven't been back since 2008 when they got beat by the Phillies. Now, personally, I'd like to see the Dodgers take this win because I'm not really liking the Rays lately and they took my Yankees out, but I'm also quite aware that those Rays might just walk away with this one. Games start tomorrow night on Fox. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And yes, apologies again for last week, missing those last two days, but work was just overwhelming. And I didn't really like the things I was reading in the news anyways. But I got something for you here, and probably the best quote over the weekend, Trumpito said maybe he'll have to leave the country if Biden wins. Now that's definitely one campaign promise I hope he keeps. Also, remember today is the last day to register to vote in Pennsylvania, Alabama, California and South Dakota. So if you're in Pennsylvania, Alabama, or South Dakota, I'm looking at you. Make sure you're registered to vote. Link is in the show notes. All right, that's all I got. Once again, thank you to my regular listeners that are always telling their friends and sharing this show at top5at5.com. And if you're new here, welcome. Consider subscribing. Add me to your list of podcasts. If you don't listen to podcasts, also welcome. You will now. And as always, remember, stay focused, proud, and dedicated in everything you do. Dodge the rest. Catch up with me because I got you with the news.